Hi, and welcome back to the Our Flag Means What Again podcast, the podcast where I explain, analyze, and critique HBO Max's new hit show, Our Flag Means Death, created by David Jenkins. My name is Courtney, and in this episode, I'll be discussing one of my favorite episodes, and arguably Our Flag Means Death's best episode, in my opinion, and in many other people's opinion, because they're right. It is the best episode. And the episode is titled, The Best Revenge is Dressing Well. What a great way to name it. It signifies that saying, you know how the best way to defeat your enemies is by succeeding in life, but it takes it to a racial area where, you know, some people are like, oh, you can't let the racists win. You just gotta, like, prove that, I don't know, you're worthy of respect. Bullshit. Respectability. Politics. Give it to God. And you gotta, like, show them out and not give a shit of what they say. Easier said than done. And... The characters of color in this episode that do go to the boat party, they show up and show out because the outfits are amazing, which I will be talking a lot about in this episode. So buckle up. This episode is going to deal with microaggressions, racism, homophobia light, mostly, no, primarily, no, only from Izzy. And of course, everyone's favorite topic of conversation and our flag means death's favorite topic of conversation, childhood trauma. Yep, we back at it again. Okay, so the episode opens up with them all in a boat. It's a huge boat, not like the ship of theirs, but like a bigger dinghy. I don't know what it's called, but they're in a boat that's pretty long. And Ed's explained to them that they're about to go raid this boat, but he's saying it like a tour guide. Taika, one thing about him, he's going to act down. He's going to eat up those lines. He's so real. Izzy's like, y'all better not get in our way. Y'all better shut the fuck up because we're real pirates in the real world doing real work. And Pete's just like, um, we're also real pirates. Instead, constantly going with the stupid questions. He's like, how violent do you expect this situation to get? My brother in Christ, you're pirates, they're pirates. So very violent. Please, please be serious for once. But one thing I can never get on him about is his drip. Because once again, his drip in this episode, insane. Does he get eaten up? Yes, at the party. But before that, insane drip. No one's touching him. We cut to people being thrown here and there and everywhere and being set on fire and stabbed and gutted on the ship. And Steed and Lucius are just like, oh my god, this is crazy. Lucius is coming more from a place of fear and freaking out. But Steed's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Lucius, are you writing this shit down? And Lucius, obviously not writing this down because he's freaking out. He's like, what? And Steed's like, write this down. And then someone gets thrown over them. And we go to the title sequence, which is a dead man's chest. The title is engraved on it. Very creative, very cute. Love the behind the scenes of how that was made. Amazing. After the title sequence, Steed is talking to Lucius about, oh my god, these pirates are amazing. I learned so much. Lucius write this and that down. And then Ivan comes over and he's like, hello, lads. And they're like, hi, Ivan. So cute. My heart. I love them so much. And he tells them, oh, did you check, you know, to loot? And she's like, damn, I didn't even think of that. Write that down, Lucius. And Lucius, of course, writes it down. And Ivan's like, I call dibs on the gold teeth. And Steed... The unserious man he is, he's like, wow, I didn't even think of that. That's so crazy. That's so wild. And Lucius looks like he's about to vomit. Steed is doing his own looting, except it's not really looting. He's taking his books from the ship and putting them there as he takes their books. And Ed comes over and sees us. He's like, what are you doing? There's a little giggle in his voice as he says that, his little smile. This man likes him so much. He's got a crush. They're so cute. I love them. He's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just looting the library. And it's like, yeah, well, that's not how this works. 
and he knocks the books out of Lucius's hands. And we get a little narration from Steed talking about, oh my god, I didn't even notice I was doing this and that wrong. You know, he's teaching me so much. And we see Steed try and fail to threaten one of the French dudes on the ship. Like, ah, hand over the loot where you got it. This man obviously not threatened because Steed is very unserious. And he's like, and he's not cooperating. Anyway, calling his boyfriend over to do it for him. And Ed obviously gets him to cooperate because he's fucking Blackbeard. He's like, see, you just gotta try some more oomph. And Steve's like, I've been teaching him a thing or two also. And we see him teaching him how to use those fancy-ass spoons and forks and knives that rich people be using to eat, you know, what's it called? Dining? There we go. Too much. There's no need for all those spoons and forks and knives, but I digress. Steve's telling him this fork, this spoon, this knife does this, that, and the third. And then he shows him the snail fork. He's like, oh yeah, you know, it's for eating snail scooping. And Ed does this little stabbing motion. And Steve's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and steed's so petty so catty the king at passive aggression he's like oh i would teach you how to use i forgot the name but it was something like a plate or a knife or something but he's like oh there's a distinct lack of terrines aboard this supposedly first class vessel real nasty real catty there was no need for that but then mr sir over there that was just threatened by ed nearly pissed his pants wants to open his mouth and get nasty he said oh um i'm sorry i wasn't prepared i just didn't think we would be hosting your kind racism he was not talking about ed being poor or pirate that man was being racist in case he didn't pick up on that which a lot of people surprisingly did not pick up on question mark why i don't know yes i do ignorance and racial blindness anyway ed understandably upset he's like what the fuck do you mean by that and then this man says a rich donkey will always be a donkey racism obviously ed did not take kindly to that he's like you don't fucking know shit about me dude like i got more riches than you can even fucking think of go fuck yourself and steed's like mm, don't debase yourself for this man that doesn't have a terrine on board first of all steed a for effort i know where you're coming from but babe it is not debasing he is going in on this racist which deserve that man is a piece of shit and secondly, a lot of people don't have terrains on board. This is not the dig you think it is. I know you think it is a for effort, but it wasn't giving. I'm so sorry. But Ed's like, you know what? Throwing his hair back. He's like, yeah, I'm going to keep it classy. I don't need to do all that. But before that, he says, bang, attach him to something heavy and throw him overboard. And before you do that, skin him first and use the snail fork he's so real i know that's right he said oh i'm getting mine i'm getting my hit back he's so real and he goes right back to the lessons he's like okay but where were we and steve's like yep um back to it i guess but ed is currently zoning out thinking of his childhood and we see his mother telling him to feel this silk what is that called robe not a robe girl it's like a handkerchief or something i'm gonna go with that She's like, feel this, it's all soft and nice and velvety and silky, you know, this fine shit like this at the estate. And young Ed's like, why can't we have stuff like this? And she's like, well, it's not up to us, it's up to God. Bullshit spread by the white supremacy agenda. Crazy. We see him rubbing the handkerchief and then Steed comes in like, yo, you good? You know, that racist douchebag really got under your skin. And Ed's like, no. And he's like, oh, but his words, you know, they sound polite, but they hurt. And Steve's like, yeah, that's passive aggression, you know, R rich white folks, in lesser words, he didn't say rich white folks, but you know, that's what he meant. He's like, rich white folks, you know, they use passive aggression 
you know, they say mean shit in nice-ish ways, like, in a polite tone. It's like, damn, that's fucking diabolical. Because it is. You know, they're having a nice moment. They're connecting. And then Frenchie comes in looking dapper, looking amazing in his fit. He's like, good evening, fine sirs. I found this little letter. And he's like, it looks like a letter of invite to a party full of hoity-toity people. And she's like, oh, well, we won't be needing that. But Ed obviously wants to go. He's like, oh, wait, wait, let's, you know, just read it. And <laughs> Steve's like, okay. And he reads it. And Ed's just like, oh, you know, we got to go. Like, we're going. And Steve's like, I don't know if you're ready for that, though. But Ed's like, nah, it'll give me a chance to practice my massive aggression, you know. And Steve's like, it's passive aggression. He's like, yeah, what I said, same thing. And he goes to Frenchie's like, okay, so what are you doing tonight? Frenchie's like, nothing. He's like, nothing? He's like, nah. He's like, okay, let's do it. We cut to the kitchen-ish area. I don't know where they are, but it's like, where is it? I don't know where that is in the ship. I don't know the layout. I was not paying attention in the first episode. Or maybe they didn't mention it in the first episode. Anyway, Izzy walks in and Black Pete and Lucius are over in the corner fooling around while Wee John is taking a nap. And... <laughs> Izzy's just sipping his drink, and Wee John sees him. He's like, hey, can you make me that? And Izzy, so nasty. He could have just said no. He's like, no, shut up. And he's like, oh, what the fuck are y'all doing in here? Why are you fooling around? And Pete and Lucius are like, no, we're just taking rations. You know, it's good stuff over here. And they're flirting and shit. And Izzy's like, oh, wow, I see. I see what's going on. Being real homophobic about it. Real gutter, real nasty. He's like, oh, you think you're cute? And Lucius, the icon he is, he's like, nah, I don't think I'm cute. I think I'm so-so, but I decide to carry myself like I'm cute. He is so real for that. He's a bad bitch. Izzy does not find this cute, though. He does this whole fake giggling thing that turns into moaning. Very strange. They're all looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You're a grown-ass man. You're being weird. He's trying to, like, you know, make fun of him, be homophobic, but it's like, ain't no one find that shit cute. You just look weird as fuck. And he realizes that he looks weird as fuck. He's like, anyway. He does that little head shake of his. Conan O'Neill, amazing. He's gonna get his Emmy one of these days. Trust, believe. You can see he's thinking, why the fuck did I do that? He's like, anyway, you're all getting specific duties because you're not gonna be just laying here doing fuck all. And Lucius is like, yeah, you can't tell me what to do, Iggy. You're not my captain. This nasty-ass little man, so full of rage and anger, why, I don't know, gets all up in his face. He's like, mm, it's first mate hands. Mr. Hands are God as far as you're concerned. And I got just the work for you, bitch. Did not need to call him a bitch. Did not. There was no need. He's like, follow me. While he walks away, Lucius is like, damn, that was crazy. That man is not riding ahead. And he's like, oh, you know, Pete, this was fun. Let's do it again sometimes. And Pete was like, yeah, this was great. And you hear the tiny man from the hallway screaming, you best bring your ass here. So angry for no reason at all. And finally, the moment I've been waiting for that I know we've all been waiting for, the topic of outfits, discussions, they finally arrive at the boat party. Before we get into the whole conversation and all that, let's talk about the fits, okay? Because they drips insane. You got Oluwande in the red velvet coat and the red vest with the accents of purple and gold, right? And then you got Frenchie with the dark purple velvet coat with different shades of purple from light lilac purple in the necktie to his darker purple vest that's like more of a brightish purple but not as bright as ed's purple on his vest but wait i'm getting to ed the man of the hour because the way he mm, anyway you got the hints of blue on him mm. now we get into ed 
Ed, oh my goodness, that man looks so good. It's sick. Whoever was in the costume and hair design department for that episode, raise, pay raise, immediately. Nobel Peace Prize. I'm so serious. Key to the city. I don't know if places still do that, but if they do, give them the key to the city. Because, oh my god, they look so good. They look so good. So good. The half-up bun he has with the flower, adorable. He ate. My god, I'm sorry, I'm trying to compose myself. The deep, dark purple coat he wears with the accents of white and gold and black. Wow, amazing. The bright purple vest and the pants that are like kind of a light purple. They're not very bright, but they're not dark either. They're like somewhere in the middle. My goodness. And the bows in the beard, the purple bows in the beard, it really pulls it off together. No, no, no. All of these looks are amazing. They're amazing. They ate down. But, 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 we cannot lie and say that if they were on someone who didn't have all of their face cards, it would eat. Because it wouldn't eat as well. Their face cards are the reasons the outfits carry so much. The outfits themselves are amazing. But their faces, wow. Wow. People of color in purple, yeah, yeah. Black people in purple, royalty. Yeah, which is why Frenchie and Oluwande are in royalty. They're hinting that, yeah, we pulling ourselves a pyramid scheme. Good for them, good for them. Reparations. And Ed in the purple. Melanated skin looks so fucking good in purple and red. Please, argue with your mother. It pops on us. They all look so good. And Steed is also there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Steed looks good, but compared to everyone else, like, when you put him next to everyone else... I'm sorry, you're just not eating. And they put him in that damn wig, so it brought him down from, like, a 10 to an 8. And then you put him next to Oluwande, Frenchie, and Ed? Now you at a 6. I'm so sorry, my brother. I'm so sorry. Next time, tell them not to put you in that wig. They shouldn't have put him in that wig. Because maybe he'd have a fighting chance. He'd still be at an 8. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're at 20s, but now you're at an 8. So you're not at a 6 anymore. You know? It's better, slightly. He still looks good. He looks amazing. But, mm, it's not really giving as it should. I'm so sorry. Now, you put his outfits next to the white racist inside. Yeah, he eats. But he spends most of his time around Ed, Frenchie, and Oluwande. So, mm, I'm so sorry. It's not giving. Sorry. Better luck next time, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, finally, off the outfits. I'm sorry. That was the whole thing. But, I mean, look. Look. I can't not talk about it. They look amazing. They get on the boat and... The dude checking cards is like, oh, who are you? And Steve's like, oh, I'm Sir Godfrey Thurnrose, and this is my companion. And Ed says his name is Jeff, and he's an accountant. And Frank is like, you know you can tell him anything, right? Like, you could pick any name. And Ed's like, yeah, I know, but, like, the name's Jeff is cool, and accountant sounds fancy as fuck. Frank is like, okay, but he's like, mm, you could literally pick anything else. And the card checker dude asks, oh, who are these two, to Oluwande and Frenchie? And Steed, before he can answer French, said, uh-uh, we not doing that. He said, you have the honor of addressing the royal Prince Aziz to Oluwande. And then the dude kisses his hand and Frenchie kicks him away. He's like, please. I love him. I knew this episode was going to be so good. Like, yeah, he about to have the time of his life up in here. Then he says, and I'm his viceroy. And as they walk away, Oluwande's like, what's a viceroy? Like, what does he do? And French is like, whatever the fuck he wants, babe. He is so real for that, and he is so hot for that, and he is so fine for that. 
I can't. How dare they write that in? How dare they make Joel Fry look that good? They're not seeing the pearly gates. How dare they? Frenchie? MVP this episode. MVP. Argue with your mother. They go in and then Oluwande and Frenchie split off from Ed and Steed. And Ed's like, okay, so how does one win this interaction? And Steed's like, damn, I never thought of it like that. But you win if they like you and find you charming. And he's like giving him pointers and shit. But then these two snobby sounding French people, they're not French, they're Prussian, but they sound French. I'm here for the French slander, so whatever. They ask Seed, oh, do you know there's a vicious rumor going on about you that you're Sir Godfrey Thorne Rose, the master phrenologist? And he's like, oh, no, you know, that's me. And they're like, not the Sir Godfrey Thorne Rose. And he's like, yep, that's me. And they're like, the master phrenologist, Sir Godfrey Thorne Rose. And it's like, are you deaf? Are they deaf? And they're like, we're huge fans of you. You gotta, you know, do your shit right here in the parlor. And Steve's at a standstill. He's like, okay, I'll do that, you know, not really knowing what to do. But he's like, I'm just gonna wing it. And the man's like, oh, Sir Godfrey Thornrose is gonna palpitate my wife in the parlor. I love this show. Like, I love a good sex joke. Y'all's problems is that y'all don't know how to make sex jokes. Y'all's sex jokes are either inappropriate or raunchy and inappropriate. It's never funny and good. But this show, they said, yeah. We can tell a good sex joke, which they did. Ed's like, damn, y'all move fast. And like, I didn't know it was this kind of party. Also, fun fact, phrenology was not created till like way later on. I think 1800s, 1900s. This show just added it because not just because they don't give a fuck about historical inaccuracy. But to hint at, you know, this crowd being bigots, racist, you know, they're not good people. You believe in phrenology, that bullshit science. I don't think so. We cut to Frenchie and Oluwande who are making conversation with this white man. He's like, oh my god, you guys are some of the cleanest, most well-spoken Africans I have ever met in my life. Like, why can't my slave be just like you? And Oluwande's like, what the fuck? But Frenchie sees opportunity. He's like, oh wow, what a nice thing to say. Like, he's onto it already. This man, he's a thinker. He's a survivor. Talk to him real nice. Talk to him real nice. He decides to use this white man's bigotry and racism and white guilt against him. He's like, well, you know, I don't know if I should tell you this, but Prince Aziz is struggling currently. All his financial and economic wealth is locked in a pyramid right now. And dude's like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. French is like, yeah, it's so crazy. But if you give us money and all the stuff on you, then maybe you could help us get the pyramid and you'd be doing us a lot of help. You know, us poor Africans, boo-hoo. And guess what? It works. Yeah. Meanwhile, Steed is struggling to bullshit his way through this phrenology reading. He's like, mm, are you of Dutch descent? She's like, no, I'm Prussian. And Ed's like, that's crazy. I killed a Prussian once. And they're like, wow, that's insane. And they eat that shit up. They say, whoo, this man is a hoot. It's racism in disguise. I don't know if y'all can tell, but they were being racist. Back on the ship, Izzy has... Lucius scrubbed the side of the ship because there's barnacles on it. And Lucius is like, this is far too fast, this is far too fast, this is far too fast. And when he stops, he's like, oh shit, my back. And Izzy's like, you better have this done by the time I come back, I'm so serious. And Lucius is yelling at him, yo, you know, if my calligraphy is messed up, Captain Bun's gonna have your head, which is total bullshit, but you know. And Fang leans over and tells him that he's gone, and Lucius is like, oh, thank God you're here, Fang. He's like, oh, can you help me up? And Fang's like, ah! can't you know he told me i gotta watch you do your thing this is like yep and he decides to flirt with him to get out of here he's like 
Has anyone ever told you you got high cheekbones? You know, they really define and thing blushing like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. No, no one's ever told me that before. And she's like, yeah, your cheekbones are stunning. He's like, you ever been sketched? I knew this man was going to draw him naked. But anyways, back on the ship, Ed is like the life of the party, having the time of his life. He's like, oh, I'm eating down here. This is so much fun. And he's like, Steve, I don't know why you don't like these people. They're like... A hoot, they're great to be around. Steve's like, nah, they're fucking fickle. Just you wait. But he's being nice about it. He's like, I don't know, just be careful, you know. These people switch up so quick. And the main couple, what is their name? Antoinette and the man from Big Mouth. That's just what I'm gonna call him. Anyway, <laughs> they're like, oh, play a song for us. And Ed's like, nah, I only know sea shanties, you know. It's a bit below this crowd. But they're like, nah, play it anyway. And then he's like, ah. He's amazing at the organ, piano. I don't know what that is, but he can play it. And he looks at Steve like, ah, you see me? I can play the piano. And Steve's just like, oh my God. And there's a whole montage of him having fun, having the time of his life. I feel bad. I feel really bad for him because what he doesn't know is that they're making fun of him. You know, they're treating him like entertainment. Haha, <laughs> look at the funny man dance around and shit thinking he one of us. Racist. Speaking of racists, Frenchie and Oluwande are basically making a killing. They're out here pulling people into corners like oh help out prince Azi so he can get his pyramid and the money inside his pyramid back and then french is like oh you helped us out with this pyramid scheme <laughs> i love the writing in this episode top tier and when he walks away oluwande is like damn you're like really good at this and french is like yeah well i know a thing or two about this crew and the way his face falls after he says that that man has definitely seen some shit he knows about bad encounters with white people. I need them to get more into his story. I need it now. Now. Abshir, the servant from before, is like, oh, I know what y'all doing. And the way Oluwande switches up so quick, he's like, ah, oh, it was all his idea. You know, don't snitch. We could just jump from the ship. We'll swim. And Abshir's like, nah, I got you. I want to give you an office. They're like, ooh, you get it. Yeah, exactly. And Oluwande's like, businessman. <laughs> I love him so much. Back on the revenge, Lucius is sketching Fang naked, and Weejon comes in. He's like, "Oh damn, the captain's back!" And Fang's like, "Oh shit, Blackbeard's back already!" But Weejon's like, "Nah, it's that little angry fecker, <laughs> Izzy." And Fang's like, mm, "Izzy the spewer, let him watch. I don't give a shit." And Lucius's like, "Ooh, what's that about Izzy the spewer?" And he tells them that one time Blackbeard left Izzy in charge, and he shot himself and threw up everywhere and there was lots of shit like a lot of shit why would you tell someone that like Ivan and Fang do not like Izzy at all rightfully so maybe if you weren't so nasty you'd have someone that likes you like I don't even think Blackbeard fuck with you like that that's so crazy and you're his first mate I start thinking at that point like damn maybe I am the problem if everyone I ever interact with don't like me the problem is me not everyone it's me anyway sorry for that little tangent Wee John sees the sketch and he's like, oh damn, I think you've really captured something there. And Lucius is like, nah, I'm just capturing what's there. And just as Izzy walks in, we see, what is it? A dick. Just like I thought it was. And Izzy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Back on the ship, the wannabe French folks are now dining. And Ed's there by himself. Steed left to go find Oluwande and Frenchie. And he's like, damn, there's a lot of spoons and forks and knives, but they're all out of order. They're not like how Steed set them up on the ship. And then Antoine is like, oh, yeah, I get to sit next to Jeff. And then this bitch has the nerve to try to pick at the bows on his beard. Microaggressions, racism. And of course, he flinches like, damn, why are you trying to touch my hair? 
and they all laughed and he's like hold on i'm sensing passive aggression while this is all going on oluwande and frenchie are now in their business room you know they're talking to this man and frenchie's like oh sorry we can't take the money from you and all your stuff because you know you don't really meet the qualification dude's like nah let me do it frenchie's like nah but oluwande is now finally getting into it he's like nah don't toy with this man he seems like an intelligent, sophisticated man. And the way they zoom in on this man's face and make him look as ugly as possible when they say he's sophisticated, I love that so much. I eat it up. I love it so much. I'm sorry. That's like amazing filmmaking directing. Directing is what it would be called. That's some grade A tier shit right there. And he's like, all right, just drop all your shit and go. And he's like, oh, yay, thank you. And Abshir at the door, he's like, um, there's someone named Steve that wants to talk to y'all. And Steed pokes his head through the door. He's like, it's Steed. He's like, oh my God, what are you guys doing in here? And they're like, oh, just, just tell him that we'll talk to him outside. And Abshir is trying his absolute best to shove Steed outside. Like, damn, you're ruining our little pyramid scheme here. Like, go outside, we'll talk to you later. Sheer is trying his best to close that damn door. And he finally closes it. He's like, shit, damn, like, that took a minute. Back above, the racists are talking about Paris or some shit. They got beef with Paris. Like, y'all ain't even real perugians peruvians would it be peruvians i think it's peruvians i don't know y'all ain't even real french and they're out here like oh i would never summer in paris girl you couldn't summer in paris you poor as shit i'm sorry i'm not writing for the french i can't stand the french but like let's be consistent you know and they're like ed what about you could you summer in paris he's like yeah sure and he's trying to figure out how to eat this damn bone on the damn plate why are you serving bone anyway to each their own i guess and they're like, damn, Ed, you got an interesting way to eat. Passive aggression, microaggressions up the wazoo. And Ed's like, mm, thank you. But then he realizes, hold up, holy shit, that is passive aggression. They're like, no, what are you talking about? Being real nasty and smug, Ed said, cut the shit out right now. Y'all ain't clever as shit. He's like, I'm gonna kill every one of you. And they're like, you ain't gonna do shit because you're just an accountant. And poor Ed, he runs away. He's like, you're all fucking fickle. Steed was right. Frenchie and Steed are having a conversation on the deck. And Steve's like, oh, I was never good at these interactions, you know. I never fit in. Frenchie's just drinking like, ah, oh, don't sweat it, man, you know. These parties are meant to make you feel like a dick. And he's like, take it from us in the service. This lot, they're not so fancy. We see everything. Did y'all think he meant royalty? Because I know a lot of y'all are like, oh my god, Frenchie used to be a prince or something. Y'all were not watching the fucking show. Y'all were not watching the damn show. He just said, those in the service. What did you think he meant the fucking army? No, he means servants and slaves. Please be serious for a second. I beg, I beg you. Turn on that brain power and think. Think for once. Please, I beg. I promise it won't kill you. Anyway, Ed finally arrives to the door of the deck and he pushes one of the servants out of the way. It's not funny what it is. He's like, the fuck out of my way. And then he's like, I want to go home now. My heart breaks. I hate it. I hate it so much. And French is like, damn, what they do to you? He knows what happened. And she's like, what? What happened? Still kind of clueless as to what's going on. He just thought they were going to be like passive aggressive and not racist? Question mark, I guess. And he tells them he used the escargot tongs and snail fork to eat. I don't know what it was. Something. And then she was like, oh my god. And French is like, damn, they're such dicks about their spoons. Like, yeah, they are. Because it's never that deep. And he's like, oh, then they laughed at me. And he was like, no one laughs at me. And he pulls out his Glock. He is ready to go. He's so real for that. Good for him. He already loading up right there. But he's like, nah, 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 I got this, you know, I'll handle them. He's so real. 
back aboard the revenge is he still being a nasty shit he's like all right since you want to be cute you're gonna swab the deck you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and you're gonna do the third and lucius is like i don't have to do shit because you're not my captain and he's like well i could spill your beans because you've been a little seductress haven't you you slept with pete and you drew fang naked and god knows what else you did you little harlot he didn't call him a harlot but you know it's what he's trying to say and lucius is like yeah well pete guess what i drew fang naked and Pete's like, okay, cool. He's drawing all of us naked. We don't give a shit. Lucius is like, yeah, check yourself, little bitch. He didn't say all that, but you know what he's trying to do. You know. He's like, check yourself before you wreck yourself, Dizzy Izzy. Izzy the Spewer. You wouldn't want everyone knowing about that, would you? And he's like, yeah, step the fuck off. And Lucius is like, you ever been sketched? He's so real. I love him so much. Izzy's obviously flustered. He's like, whatever, fuck off. And Lucius laughs and high fives Wee John. And Pete's like, damn, that was hot. He's so real. I love them so much. They're cute. I didn't expect them to be that cute, but they are. Anyway, back on the ship, the man of the hour, aka Steed, is there to read them to Phil. We love to see it. And he actually looks good when he's by himself compared to these bigots doing the absolute most of their outfits. Like, just because you're doing the most, don't mean you look good. Steed be doing the most of his outfits too, but it actually looks good because he knows how to style it. They just putting glitter and bedazzles and shit on their outfits and calling it art. Anyway, he reads them to Phil. He's like, oh, ain't this you? You embezzling? You married to your brother? You out here having illegitimate children? Yeah, he gets them good. And that little smirk he does when they're like, oh, fuck you, Joffrey. Yeah, he does. He ate down. He knows. And they're like, oh, well, fuck you. I don't need to embezzle anymore because I own half a pyramid. And they start fighting because they're like, oh, my God, that's my period, actually. And it goes to hell. Bottle gets thrown. There's fire now. And then Frenchie and Oluwande and Abshir pull up. Steed's like, oh, thank you, Abshir, for the information. And Abshir's like, mm, no, it was my pleasure. You know he eating this shit up. Him and Frenchie. Frenchie's like, I told you. We see everything. A.K.A. servants, please, y'all be serious. He literally said it himself. Ed finally arrives. He's like, oh, damn, what the fuck did you do to them? And Steed's like, passive aggression. And he's looking proud of himself. Like, damn... I really caused him to fight and throw glass and, like, be vomiting and shit. And Ed's looking at him like, damn, I'm in love with this man. We love to see it. We love to see it. I can't stop winning. But now Steve is back to looking not as good because, damn, these men eating you up in their outfits. I'm so sorry. You had it for a good five minutes. But then it didn't last. Sorry. Oh, and before I get, recently I figured out... Thank you, Twitter. I forgot who was on Twitter. But they said the little cards that Frenchie had given the rich racist with the pyramid it only had like <laughs> a picture of a stick man in the pyramid on it and they ate that up they're like oh wow this must be some kind of i don't know african ethnic art that black people be doing nasty ass they leave the boat that is now on fire and people are screaming in the back because rightfully so burn if you're racist that's the story that's the theme of this episode if you racist you're burning yep that's the theme sorry i don't make the rules i didn't write the damn show steed's wig is finally off thank god but we can't see the full outfit but he still looks good we know he would look good without the wig so why the hell did y'all put it on him i know it's accurate for the time but please please since when did y'all care about historical accuracy anyway i digress ed is looking at him like damn you really did that for me and he's like when you cut loose you really cut loose and steed's like thanks he's still staring at him like wow i love this man so much frenchie and oluwande are rolling away Oluwande took off his coat and the outfit under the coat, amazing. The red vest 
with the golden black buttons and the designs and the lilac silk sleeves like the shirt is just amazing he looks so good Frenchie's like what'd you do for our earnings in Oluwande in the accent he was using he's like I reinvested them wisely and he gave them to the servants above the ship and Abshir of course is leading the charge they're like what are we gonna do now with all this money Abshir's like oh I'll just say you know I'm a prince in need of money you know the Nigerian prince scheme I love this show all of this going on while guess whose theme song is playing in the background that's right Ed and Steed's theme song them falling in love I have a theory that every time that theme song plays it's showing the development of their relationship and them falling more and more in love which is basically all but proven true because I mean every time they're having a moment like every time they're having a big moment that signals a shift or change in their relationship who's playing in the background but that song I am so smart oh my god and that song lives in my heart I love it so much and then the song fades away. We get another flashback of Ed's mom telling him that the silk that she gave him, you know, they can't have nice things like this because it's not up to them, it's up to God. Which is bullshit, you know, white supremacy. White people told people of color, y'all ain't deserving of shit. And God said so, so y'all gotta listen to him. Bullshit, you made that up. Anyway, the flashback is over and Ed is pulled out of it by Steed. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, tonight didn't go as well as it could. And it's like, no, you're right, I wasn't ready. And she's like, no, I think you're really sophisticated. And Ed's soft thank you in his eyes. Give the man an Emmy. Taika needs that Emmy now. I'm so serious. Give him his Emmy. Because he acting down every episode. The eyes is where it's at. He acting the hell out of that script with his eyes. And that soft thank you he does, like, no, oh, you know, he's still afraid to open himself up and be rejected and then steed sees the silk and he's like oh that's a nice thing you got there and it's like nah it's the tatty old thing and steed's like nah you know sometimes it's the old things that are the best things and he's like may i and he folds it up and puts it against that little pocket thing in ed's vest which by the way ed is now in his vest and a white shirt under oh he looks good he looks so good he looks so good i'm sorry i'm sorry back to it and he's like look at that you wear fine things well Why would they do that to me? Like, what if that was my final straw? Hmm? What would that push me over the edge? Because what was the need for that? And the way Ed reacts, his eyes get, like, big and, like, soft. I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, it's like it got a little wide. Like, oh, my God. Like, it looks like he's about to cry, but not really. Like, he's shy. Like, oh, my God. You know, you think I wear fine things well? And that little scoff he does under his breath. Like, oh, yeah, right. But Steed still looks at him smiling. Okay okay and if i were to kiss you yeah 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 and ed you know he leans forward he gets closer to him he's definitely trying to kiss him he's about to kiss him but steve's just like not reading it at all well and so ed's like okay night and steve's like night night and the way their theme song once again playing in the background that's number what four five we're on now three four five i don't know i lost count but their theme song is playing again because this is a shift in their relationship. This is a big moment for them. And they both turn around at the same time and smile at each other and walk away. And the moon is so big and bright in the background. Like, damn, they're falling in love. By the way, fuck you, David Jenkins. Why did you tell us that the moon is actually not that big? They're just seeing it like that because they're in love and having a good night. The moon is not that big and bright, you're telling me? It's in their minds? 
because they're in love with each other and they're seeing everything more beautiful and brighter and more spectacular than it actually is i didn't need to know that you ruined my day by the way you ruined my day thank you so much for that anyway i love how the shot stays on the moon a little bit after they walk off into different directions but then the mood is ruined because we find out that nigel had a twin brother named chauncey and now he is after steed and the crew because he found out that he killed his brother so that's fun that's where the episode ends but overall it's a really good episode the way it deals with topics of microaggressions and racism very well very well i love seeing french slander you know i love that shit um white racists getting what they deserve derogatory love seeing it frenchie oluwande and ed ate down in those outfits melanated skin in purple amazing and whoever was in the costume and design and hair department needs a pay raise because I don't know if they knew this, but purple on melanated skin, especially black skin, it just pops. It's amazing. And also, purple is the color of royalty. So, you know, the fact that only the men of color were wearing the purple and they were wearing silk and velvet, things that were only for, like, rich white people back in the day, it really means a lot. Like, damn, they really pop in like that. And, yeah, they are basically royalty. I love to see it. We won... Black people won in this episode, Melanated folks won in this episode, we won. I won, which is why it's one of my favorite episodes. But yeah, thank you for tuning in. Please tune in next time where we talk about the next episode, The Art of Fuckery. And also follow me on Twitter. Bye!